Good evening, boys, girls, dudes, bros, whatever you are. This is uh, Matt Arthurs here at the Stick Surviving Sticky Situations podcast, where we talk about overcoming sticky situations that we've experienced in our life, uh, talking about our purpose, um, maybe addiction, uh, just situations that have uh, been difficult to overcome, maybe near-death things, whatever it is, uh, we'd love to talk and share our story. I have a great episode here tonight with Sam and Nick Carey. Hey! Hey, what's (laughs) up, everyone? Um, Everybody doing good? (laughs) Cool. You're awesome. Um, So thank you again for coming on my podcast. Yeah, I think I have a really good feeling this is week two, and um, so far it's just been picking up a lot of momentum, and cool. hoping awesome. to just change some lives and maybe add years to people's lives is uh, my, my main goal. Um, yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself there. Uh, we'll start with Nick. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I... I am uh, 24 years old, and uh, I'm actually a pastor. That's my profession. That's what I do. I pastor at Amplify Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania, so check us out sometime. Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> yep, shameless plug. Don't even care. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been pastor there for a year now, a little bit over, kind of, Um before that, I did college ministry for a couple of years, and then way before that, I did youth ministry, and people are like, what do you mean way before that? You said you're 24. Well, I started when I was young. So uh, when I was 17, I got into ministry. But yeah, I've been doing that ever since, and uh, yeah, just loving life and loving people. And you've been uh, pretty religious your whole life, or when did you um, decide that you said 17 was was when you wanted to do that, huh? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I always grew up in church, went to church, um, but it wasn't ever anything uh, really substantial in my life. I kind of always just figured that God was mad at me and didn't like me and, uh, you know, mainly just because I wasn't perfect and I thought he expected me to be perfect, but whenever I was... Uh, the summer before my senior year of high school, I went somewhere and I had this encounter with Jesus that was way beyond just, you know, religion and church. And that was when, um, you know, I, I think that for me, Christianity became not so much about religion and being a part of church on Sundays, but it became more about my own personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, so, yeah, and I learned that it God's not mad at me. He's he loves me. He's crazy about me, and uh, not because I did anything, just because who he is, part of who he is, and mm-hmm. and so that relationship with him is all kind of about grace, and and yeah. So ever since I was seventeen, then I've been gung ho pretty much. I've had some some jaded seasons and some uh, maybe burnout seasons along the way, just because of interactions I've had with people or stuff that didn't work out. But but here we are. So awesome. That's. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, we're all about talking about the making the best of whatever cards we've been dealt with. Um, some people have had really difficult lives, childhoods. Would you say you've had a difficult childhood or pretty fortunate? I think pretty fortunate, you know. Um, I think that every family, whether functional or dysfunctional, I mean, every family's got some form of dysfunction, but you know, my parents, I don't come from like a, you know, a divorced family or a broken family. My parents are still together. Um, I was an only child until I was 11 years old and we adopted my little brother, uh, took him home from the hospital. And so then I had to learn what it was like to be an older brother. So I just assumed that meant that I should pick on him all the time. So (laughs) still pick on him today. And, uh, that's fun. But for the most part, you know, uh, good life and, um, you know, yeah, been pretty blessed, I think, uh, other good. than normal family dysfunction things. Right. Nothing yeah. major. That's good. Um, and, yeah, we don't always have to 
I, you know, if you did have something like really crazy or something and you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But no, you, you're saying you're, you're all honest too. So, um, how about Sam? What's, what's up with, what's, what's your story? Um, so I'm Sam. I'm almost 25. So I'm a cougar to Nick. I'm nine months older than him. So, um, yeah, he's young. Yep. I like um, the older women. Yep. <laughs> The more um, seasoned meat, if you will. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah, me and Nick have been married for over two years. Um, I I never really like knew what I wanted to do with my life ever, and I kind of went to college because that's what you do. And so by trade now, I'm a graphic designer, and I actually have learned to like love it a lot. Um, took me a while to get into actually doing something that I like to do and now I'm doing that and I also am a spoken word poet um and that's like that's like the career that I want that I don't have yet uh that I'm kind of um putting time into and just like stewarding that that part of my life while I'm being faithful and still working a nine to five an eight to five actually um but yeah I do that and Yep, a pastor yeah. and a poet. We're rolling in the Past- money. Yeah, we were, we're really rich because yeah, they we make a lot of money. Yep, mm-hmm. writing, writing, writing poems and saving souls. You know, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. Well, well, I think whatever you do, you just have to keep kind of going at it, and um, you know, ha- keep having that passion, and that's just right. not not giving up on even you know, I whatever I do, I don't think about like the 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 money right um, absolutely and i don't think you guys do either no no yeah. i would definitely be in a different profession if yeah i would be money. i was going to school to be a physical therapist and i switched because i hated it even though i knew i'd make like a lot of money mm-hmm. um and i knew that communication there's not a ton of money in it but even now like where we're at um we're comfortable like we don't we're not super material people. Like Nick likes, you can't see him right now, but he always looks great, great clothes. But we're not super materialistic, not so thin. it's not a huge deal to have a ton of money. Do you have stuff. Gucci underwear? Uh, no, not, not quite yet. Gucci. Uh, American Eagles about okay. the the you know most bougie. Yeah, bougie you and get. and then I stop wearing them anyway, and I do Hanes because I can buy more <laughs> fruit of the loom. Less, you know, <laughs> fruit of the loom, mm. bougie dude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Would you consider you guys like minimal minimalists or? Um... I'm trying to get us there, pretty much. <laughs> I, I'd rather have experiences and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, for us, you know, we don't have a, you know, we don't buy a lot of stuff. We spend money on like, um, food. relationships, like food, Dinner. coffee, <laughs> like stuff that you can do with other people. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that's more fun and that's where memories are made. You know. Someday, I'm not going to have the TV that I own. Or, you know, whatever it is. Like, the stuff that I have, I'm not going to have it forever. So, like, I'd rather have memories, though. Definitely. Take those with me. So Memories. Yeah. Um, and relationships and... Yeah, absolutely. Healthy ones. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, cool. So, any... You guys... Do you still do the yarn or the, the hat? I think I see some... Yes. Um, knitting hats and stuff. Yeah, like I... That. Whenever I'm not sitting at a desk in designing or writing, I'm, I own a little crochet business, another shameless plug, Sam Jam Yarns. I like sell, I sell, um, like headbands and hats and my goal, like, I want to be able to get to a point where I'm able to like donate, like make enough things and I'm able to donate them instead of just selling them. Cause we, we sell them so that we can like have extra income and like buy Christmas gifts and buy stuff that we want, but I, I, I want to get to a point where I'm able to like knit things for people and just give it away. Um, and I'm finally like almost getting there, which is cool, but it's like a really fun stress reliever for me. I like it a lot. I'm pretty much always doing it if I'm not like working. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. Do you feel like you found your, uh, purpose and, um, I guess I'm asking both of you guys, um, and I guess when was that, and uh, you know what, when was that like turning point? Yeah, um, yeah, that's like interesting. I I like, so I don't really find a lot of. 
purpose in my job currently. Just because of the season that I'm in, I'm kind of working because, um, honestly, just because we do need money, uh, we need me to work. And there's, I know that I'm doing something for the community with my job. Like well, I, I work that, at a newspaper. I think so, like, you you just stuff. got like a, a promotion. To what yeah. you wanted to do. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you do like it more now, I think. Yeah. That's what it seems And I'm like. finding more... Because it was really hard to find... It's really hard to find purpose and passion in a job that you don't necessarily like. And now I am finally... You know, God blessed me to a point where I am... I got a promotion and I'm doing more than I like. Um, But it's interesting because my purpose is found more in, like, what I do with poetry and what, honestly, what we do at the church. And I'm not paid to do... Mm-hmm. All, not paid all the time to do those things so um and that's what I realized like you, most people like if you're passionate about something you usually don't make money from it but the point of life is to try to like make your passion into a way to make you know income too mm-hmm. and you've been lucky enough to be there where your passion is your source of income too yeah so. I mean I love uh I love my job but I don't attach my purpose in life to like the job I do I think that you know being in ministry I'm doing the most like important job there is but I don't Mm -hmm. think that I don't find my purpose in that I think that everybody on earth um we all have the same purpose I think that purpose is to be loved by God to love people and to enjoy life and so I found my purpose in those things and I found that I'm lucky enough to have a job, a profession where my purpose at the profession is to get people to realize that. So I think that's great. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I could never work in ministry again. And I, that wouldn't destroy my purpose, purpose on earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because my mm-hmm. purpose is more transcendent than the things that I do or how I make money or you know whatever. So... I find purpose as a husband and loving my wife and as a son loving my um, my parents and a brother loving my, you know, my younger brother and a friend being a friend and, you know, like purpose is found in relationships, I think. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely think I found my purpose. Yeah. So like, and then help, you just happen to have a job where you literally are, are helping people Yeah. and, you know, other people might, their job might they think that that's like their their purpose and maybe their job doesn't really entail like helping helping people but you know there's lots of factors right to your your purpose other than your actual where you go to your job for yeah. right exactly and i think there's so many people you know the most successful people in the world businessmen and women uh can be the most miserable because mm-hmm. they think that they'll find their purpose in their job. Yeah, their but job. you're created. I think that we all have souls. And I think that our souls are created for a greater purpose than just what we do. And that's why people are so miserable. Because um, cause they're looking for purpose in the wrong things, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about your um, struggles? What have you kind of been overcoming um, in life? Any oh, man. Low points? Or- Ice cream. Ice and overcoming cream. ice cream <laughs> yeah. and peanut butter. Yeah. Those are, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I've, it just depends on what area you want to talk about. I've had struggles and my own, uh, I've found that my own proclivities and addictions can be crazy and wild and they can range in a vast majority of things, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think like just coupled with the whole idea of like, um, your purpose is like, for me, my biggest struggles have been trying to find my worth and my purpose and, like, um, things that I have struggled with. Like, for me, like, one of the biggest struggles, because relationships are, like, one of the most beautiful things in the entire world, but they can also be really destructive. And um, I spent a lot of my time as, like, a teenager, like, just so obsessed with bad relationships and being in bad relationships and trying to find my worth in my, like, purpose in life in like a boyfriend or whatever and I found that every time that I tried to do that I just pretty much came up dry like every single time and that's like a cultural norm is to just kind of date around and be attached to someone else and that's like if you don't if you're not married or you're not you know dating someone like you don't have purpose and like you as a single person don't have any purpose or worth and that's like a lie you know and I've had to like struggle with 
You know, I don't find my purpose in being a wife. You know, that's not where all my fulfillment comes from. There's parts of that where I do, like, enjoy it and, like, am fulfilled by it. But it's not my entire goal on this earth is to, you know, be in... Be obsessed with someone else, basically. But, yeah, I definitely, like, struggle with that a lot. <laughs> so. Okay. And I'm sure there's, like, a, lots of other people have gone through, like, the same thing. And and um, is there any other advice you could maybe give to help someone who's um, maybe going through that as well? Yeah. I would say, like, learning. And this is, you know, if you're a Christian, it's a totally different topic. It's It's learning to find fulfillment in Jesus and knowing that he is the only one that can actually, like, give you all the things you're searching for. Um, but also to just learn to love yourself, and not in some, like, cliche way, but learning to, like, l- grow yourself and take care of yourself and invest time into your health and um, and everything. And that's, like, literally one of the most important things you can do because then you're not going to put up with these, like, destructive relationships. You're going to actually, like, know what you want and... Um, then whenever like a great person comes along, like Nick for me, like you're in a healthy place where you're taking care of yourself and then you can be in a healthy relationship that you're not finding your worth in. Um, and then you can actually just enjoy it. It's cool. But... Yeah. I think, um, struggles for me, current struggles aside from ice cream and peanut butter, is um, probably, you know, because I work with people so much, like, people are messy, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm messy. Oh, yeah. You're messy. Like, all of us are messy. (laughs) And uh, I think that, um, like, so this is a, you know, because I'm messy, people have a perception of pastors, like, they have their life together. Mm -hmm. False. (laughs) pastors are just as messy as anybody else Mm -hmm. and so a struggle for me on a personal side is learning how to live my life um from a place of like receiving grace uh you know from jesus ultimately and so I need to learn how to have grace my, for myself because I can ha- feel the weight of people's expectations on me, which are not healthy expectations and they're not even realistic expectations. So that's a huge struggle just for myself, learning to receive grace. But then the other struggle that I find is how to you know, keep my soul healthy while bearing the burdens of other people. You know what I mean? Like people... Mm-hmm talk to me about their struggles or their stuff that they've got going on or you know tragedy that happens in their life or um whatever it is and it's like that is weighty and so it's trying to learn the rhythm of uh, what's it look like for me to stay um stay healthy while helping other people you know Mm -hmm. i think we can get caught up in other people's mess and Mm -hmm. then like that can become destructive for us even yeah. yeah, you know, and that's anybody. I my profession just happens to be always dealing with people, <laughs> but like we all have relationships and we all have people that are in our close sphere. And you know, if if a, you have a genuine relationship with somebody, you're gonna come into contact with their burdens and what's mm-hmm. going on with them. And it's about how do I help them bear that without it breaking me? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a collective, right? And we're all as people in this together. Um, and it just, uh, it's, it's hard cause it does kind of, uh, when you're, when you're always dealing with those evil, the, the evil is, you know, some of the darkest evil that's out there. I mean, where, and, and it just is a, a wide range of, of what people are going through, I'm sure. And it, it can get yeah. um, really dark and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard sometimes sure. to probably um, sleep with some of that you know, I mean because yeah. you can you can just feel maybe helpless you know not right. sure what to do honestly. yeah advice Even, how do I do you know yeah exactly like how do I help people that are in these situations I, I think it's interesting that you said about how like life is a collective because I, I think I 100% agree I think that humans were made to live in community and society like society with each other 
And I think that we've lost a lot of that in American culture because it's so individualistic driven. And I actually think that's part of some of the problems that we come into contact with because we try to do life alone, but life's not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be done collectively. Like Mm -hmm. literally everywhere in the world outside of the Western world, life is collective. And we all came from, you know, East, the Eastern world at some point. And so it's like, there's something about our soul that longs for that community and we disconnect ourselves from it because we think, well, I got to, you know, do me and focus on me. And, um, you're not meant to bear your own burdens alone and you're meant to do life with other people. And isolation, I think is a dangerous place to get yourself in. And that's the biggest thing I find. Um, and that's kind of coming back to that struggle for myself is like as a pastor or a leader in general, because you know, pastor is just a term, but it's really like my job is leading people, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, your job as a fitness instructor and stuff like you're leading people, mm-hmm. I think in relationships, we're all leading people that we do life with. And so, yeah. um, the biggest problem with being a leader though, in an organization, a company, whatever it is, is that feeling that you need to isolate yourself because you feel like the people that maybe are closest to you are also the people that you're leading. And if you're leading these people, it's like, how do I lead them if they know what's wrong, you know, going on in my life, you know, and there can be this temptation to just like, I got to exclude everybody from me. But I actually think that you can lead the best through your weakness and you can lead the best through uh, having an openness uh, with the people around you and like a transparency right so if I'm transparent with you you're actually more likely to be more transparent with me and then I don't have to bear that weight of like ah uh, mm-hmm. I'm alone in this you know mm-hmm. and so that's good and I, th- I think that we need to as a culture come back to a collective culture wow. and view that again and I think that mm-hmm. like you know uh so many broken families exist in our culture and things. And I think it comes back to this idea that like the idea of marriage or whatever is supposed to be this idea of you coming together with the community of people be like, Hey, we're going to commit ourselves to each other and the community's there to witness it, but also to say that, Hey, we're in this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because we do stuff so individualistically, um, we've even lost that. And I think it shows up in our broken families and stuff like that. And then it just becomes this snowball effect where it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then here we are all broken and we can't fix ourselves and we're not sure how to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause we are stuck in the alone mentality, I think. Mm-hmm. And with maybe like technology and having so much things that are so easy to just uh, wake up and work hard all day. And then, you know, you're just kind of done and you just want to maybe hang out and have those days, you know, how do you get over those days where you're just ready to, um, n- you know, maybe not feeling so like so- social, it's all right to like, um, feel that way. But, um, you know, that can maybe over time you get into those habits, maybe that, that pull you further away from people and could, because you go seek the comfort, um, when really that stuff can make you maybe more sad and, yeah, we can force ourselves into the fake community because of, you know, social media and stuff. And it's like, well, I have all these followers. Yeah, but none of them are your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because they follow you, mm-hmm. you you know, we call people on social media influencers. It's like, well, that's great. You can be an influencer from miles away, but just because you posted that, uh, you know, perfect selfie or that great post, it's like, you know, you're smiling so big in that picture, but you took that picture a week ago. Mm-hmm. in anticipation to post it and currently you're going through a really hard time yeah. but nobody sees that nobody knows that because you're not going to post that because that doesn't get the likes you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah. and I think social media definitely is damaging to you know the soul I really I enjoy social media but mm-hmm. I enjoy humor on social media mm-hmm. I'm a meme Memes. fanatic uh, okay. you know so like yeah. mm-hmm. Just, I like, I want to giggle or laugh or whatever, but I, you know, I, we all have the people that we follow that you can tell they're really into their influencing on social media. And it's like, you can just become fake that way. Yeah. And that's, that's why, like, um, I have a friend who, who, you know, posted a photo of his wife and she looked beautiful and he commented and he's like, you know, life isn't always as beautiful as my wife in this photo. Like, 
we just yelled at each other for two hours over a stupid argument, left each and he, he was very like real and reading it I was like almost uncomfortable. But I was like, that's what like that's what actual community is, is like not being fake, like being real about what's actually going on. And like like you said, you don't get the likes on a photo of you like crying on social media. It's not realistic. Uh-huh. And that's why like you know, social media can be destructive. Yeah. Good vibes only. Yeah, but yeah. It, and that's why like it cannot be your source of hope and that's why like you see so many people like that are legitimately suicidal and depressed because they literally don't have interactions on social media, which to us because we're a little bit older than like the younger generation, that's like so dumb to us. But for them, it's a big deal. If they're not connected online, they don't have any connection. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I have been personally pushing myself to be connected with people in real life. And um, and like you said, like, like how do you do that? Like I just force myself to be in community. Um, and Nick's helped me with that of like when I don't want to be around people, he just encourages me to be around people. Because mm-hmm. it ultimately makes you feel better whenever you just – and it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be like this like intellectual conversation. You can just like sit around and BS with your friends and like that community of just sitting at a restaurant or a bar hanging out with each other um, and just having fun. Like that literally does something to your soul and like restores it because we're built for it. Like you said, like we're built for connections. So. Yes, we are. Yeah. I believe that. Mm. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, that's a really great advice um, for that one. Uh, moving on, do you, do you guys want to talk about um, fitness stuff? Maybe like in the, yeah, I know that uh, you can't tell because you can't see me, but I'm basically the rock. It's fine. Um, he's like a smaller. He's like a pebble right now. Pebble. Yeah, I will call me the pebble. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm not like the rock, but this year has been a year of fitness for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife likes to think that it's a year of fitness for her. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Nick uh Nick and I well we've always been kinda opposite of the coin in our fitness stuff. I'll be super gung ho and then he won't be. But now Nick's just all gung ho and I'm like half gung ho. So I'm just kinda dragging along behind him a little bit, but <laughs> Yeah. No, it was like uh actually it's funny. I think my motivation to be fit and stuff is because, well, we all need things that we enjoy in life that are just like kind of our hobbies or, you know, what we get pleasure in, like that's good for your soul as well. You know, God, I believe, created pleasure to be enjoyed and so uh, healthy pleasure in the right context and um, one of mine is I love clothing. I do. I love clothes and I like style and fashion and that's fun and Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm a modern man, we'll say. And um, <laughs> he's wearing so, a leather jacket and like his hairy chest is sticking out. So just picture that. Don't, <laughs> don't picture that. It, um, but <laughs> like, so for me, I see the you know I obviously you know I follow Instagram accounts or whatever, and I see what's cool to wear now and what's like in and everything, and it's like all the models. They look a certain way in the clothes, but if I put those clothes on, I don't look that way because I'm fat. You know what I mean? And so for me, like that was a huge thing. Was, uh, and I'm on stage a lot and uh, in front of people, and I just think that, um, I don't know. I, I just think that God intended us to be healthy people as well. Mm-hmm. And so like there's a lot of different aspects, but it ultimately came down to like I want to look good, just because I want to look good. You know what I mean? And it's not for anything other than that and obviously I want to look good for my wife but um, Mm -hmm. she loved me when I was fat so uh, (laughs) at the beginning of the year I was just like I was like bro it's time to go talking to my gut you know and uh, so started following a bunch of like bodybuilders fitness guys like guru type people on Instagram to get Mm -hmm. jump started and uh kind of a rocky start I think I'm the my body type is somewhere in between like a mesomorph and a uh, endomorph so uh, I have the right physique to get built and to get lean but I do struggle with 
like I can also put on weight really fast and bad weight really fast. And so at first it was like this big struggle of um, where's the, the balance between like super strict um, because ba- so basically whenever I started, got a gym membership, started working out, used to lift whenever I was like 18 years old and then like with a couple guys and then I never was into it though. I never did nutrition and lifting, but this year I was like, I'm going to do nutrition and I'm going to do lifting. I'm going to put them together and we're going to do it. Uh, so at first, you know, I dropped, I dropped a bunch of weight, like right in the first, uh, month or so. Um, but I was doing, uh, I use my fitness pal to track because you, by the way, if you want to be fit, like you should track. It's really, really helpful. If you're like, if you're just a net, like if you're like Matt and you were born jacked, then you don't have to, <laughs> like, you don't need to worry so much because he can eat anything he wants and he's just, you know, he's literally Captain America. And so, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's fine. Like he was created in a lab somewhere, but, um, yeah. Like, for me, <laughs> not so much. And my entire life was me being unhealthy, so I really had to be disciplined. So I downloaded my fitness pal, which was cool, but whenever I put in, you know, what my current weight was, my age, my height, you know, my goal weight and everything, it put me on, like, this essentially a crash diet. Like, it had me at, like, 1,600 calories a day or something, uh, which you can do, but you can't do it in longevity for a guy my size. Like, I'm a big dude. I'm six foot two over 200 pounds um and that's now that i'm lean still i'm over 200 pounds like i'm just you know big boned and um (laughs) you know uh quotation marks and um like so it was this struggle of like i would go so good for a little while and then i would just binge so hard and it was bad and so it was like this back and forth battle of like binging and then i get guilty and then i'd want to give up but i'd try again and it was like this constant uphill downhill you know rigid rocky battle i think for a while so so the 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 binge eating like what do you mean by that like uh more specifically yeah so just... not like a cheat meal like if you do follow the rock or whatever like he does sushi sunday which is brilliant and so do i um and like a cheat meal is one thing because if you did everything well all week you can have that cheat meal and actually it didn't do any damage like you know it's probably good for your body to be refueled a little bit extra uh but for me it was like i would you know friends would want to go out so we would go to like the local brewery levity here and i'd have a beer and it was like i had that beer and it's a high calorie beer and then i'd be like well i guess my day's ruined anyway so then i'd eat like a giant pile of pork nachos and then it was like Mm -hmm. the next day it was like well i screwed up yesterday and i you know was busy all day today so i didn't get to eat anything and it's late at night so i'm just gonna go to sheets and get food and then it's like but instead of getting like a salad or something no it's like i'm gonna get a quesarito and then i'm gonna come home and i'm gonna stop at the grocery store on my way home and i'm gonna get ice cream and i'm not gonna eat like a serving of ice cream i'm going to eat the entire thing of ice cream you know <laughs> and uh so i don't know it just like go on these bad spirals so mm-hmm. uh but it ultimately came back and then also because i was i was going hard at the gym like i did uh i did a upper lower split and i would do upper strength lower strength and i'd have a rest day then i would do upper hypertrophy and then the next day lower hypertrophy and then I might uh do like some accessory stuff the next day so I was doing it and I mean I would spend like two hours or longer in the gym because I would go like so hard uh and so on top of you know this up and down binge eating and stuff I found that I was literally physically exhausted like couldn't wake up wasn't getting enough sleep and just my body wasn't able to repair itself. So it was all, I was doing things way too intense. So it was working against me. Mm. So then I downloaded a different tracking app, put in all my information, and it gave me a different calculation. And it told me to eat like uh, 2,500 calories. So I was like, okay, that's right. crazy. Like, it's <laughs> a ton of food. I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go. Um, and there I kind of plateaued, I think. Like, I just kind of, I actually gained a significant amount of muscle because I think that 
my body because I was eating so little for so long, your body will naturally adjust to stuff like that over time. And that was why I stopped losing weight too is because I had put the bar so low that it was like I can't go any lower, you know what I mean? And so now my body's used to 1,600 calories. And so doing the 2,500, it was like I definitely built some muscle. I did get some fat, I think, back, but it was mostly muscle, which was cool. So I did a little bulking season uh, by accident, uh, still trying to lose weight. And then you feel like you conquered the more of the binging at this point. Yeah, because like, now I'm eating more. So mm-hmm. it's like also I don't feel guilty if I do get ice cream. It's like it fits in my macros and it mm-hmm. fits in my, you know, daily calorie or if I do have some beers with a friend or something like that all can fit and so I don't feel uh guilty about it. Um and I don't feel like I need to not cuz sometimes I would want to not track it cuz I knew like this is probably going to put me over so I'm not going to even track it I'm just going to ignore that it happened you know <laughs> pretend it didn't happen yeah and so like th- but that doesn't work like you have to be serious if you want to get fit and so I uh, did that for a while and I was like man I really want to lose some weight and so I did cut down the calories to like maybe 2000 2200 um but I still was I don't think I don't think I was feeding my body properly because I would still kind of feel tired because I was doing kind of like my own version of keto. Mm. So I wouldn't eat a ton of carbs in the day. Um, I would eat a ton of protein and a ton of fat. And I just don't think that that agreed with my body really well because I just didn't feel good a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't losing weight. It's not like I was noticing that I'm changing in physique other than I'm getting bigger um, in muscle. And so... I finally bit the bullet and I decided to buy an actual fitness program from one of the guys that I followed on social media. It's called the uh, 21 Day Extreme Fitness Challenge. So, remember you uh, talking about? Yeah, that yeah, before. I was talking with you about it at the gym. And it's a three week program, and so basically, it's a lot of focus on. Uh, well, I also like went bougie with it. I bought the meal plan too. You know, you could just buy the workouts, but I bought the meal plan. So that made eating super easy because it literally told me what to eat and when to eat it. Okay. And so it's basically this great program. It involved intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. uh, metabolic training, um, supersets, which if you're not sure what a superset is, a superset's when you uh, are lifting weights and you just have two exercises that you go back and forth from and you don't do any break in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really gets up at work. And actually, I, I'm not doing the program now because I need to take a rest because I was starting to get really tired again mm-hmm. from cutting. So, But I'm still doing that style for hypertrophy because it's, I think, really it's intense. And like drop sets and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, I did this for 21 days and I noticed significant, the, probably the most significant cut that has happened the entire time I've been doing this because... I was getting definition in my stomach, which I never have. My legs are the most toned they've probably ever been. Um, you know, arms are toned. Like, I was just getting really toned up. And so mm-hmm. that was probably the best. And it's because these are professionals that are charging money to tell you exactly what to do. When oh, before, yeah. I was just, like, guessing, like, well, these guys look how I want to look. And this is some of the stuff they say. So mm-hmm. I'll just kind of paste everything together. And um, this program also taught me that... I can eat carbs and that's a mm-hmm. good thing. Like, which mm-hmm. was cool cause I wasn't eating carbs. Now I eat bread and bread is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. and it also makes me feel more fueled, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I'm off that, I have noticed that I've been eating kind of more high fat and high protein just because that's the foods that I like to eat are typically that. So, uh, that's been fun. But I'm going to do it again come December. I just want to take a month to kind of maintain. I also went online and found like a calculator to tell me what my macros should be. Mm-hmm. And from my macros figured out, like just for maintenance, figured mm-hmm. out what my calories should be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at about 2,500 calories now. And that seems to be like where my body doesn't lose, but it doesn't necessarily gain. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a lot of, you know, we're almost into a year now. And I'm going to post on my social media a picture of me from last January and this January when we get there. Okay. And uh, just so that way, because I, you know, sometimes I kind of do it because I, I'm kind of nonchalantly teasing Mark Wahlberg doing this, but sometimes when I was doing this program, I would like, after I was done doing like hit training or something super sweaty, I'd get on and like 
encourage people on Instagram, kind of mockingly. I mean, like it. I think it is probably encouraging to people, but mm-hmm. I'm just kind of goofy, and so yeah. <laughs> I did it in more of a goofy manner in my head. But I do want people to be encouraged because um, I was always discouraged anytime I tried to get fit before because I didn't think I didn't see the results right away, and mm-hmm. you're never gonna see the results right away, right? Unless you're like somebody who's naturally thin then you might notice some stuff right away but for me I always felt like there's no even point in trying but now I'm at a place where it's like no I'm really glad that I stuck with it like I did and also man it's like a stress reliever like if I'm having a bad day just go to the gym lift some weights and like I feel great you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just feel healthy overall now do you feel like it's like you've made a lot of progress already and do you feel like from like a year ago you would like probably destroy your old self, right? Like if oh, you got absolutely. in a fight. Oh, dude. <laughs> Wreck that, bro, dude. I mean, your old you? self could sit on the, your new self. And yeah, but <laughs> no, I just bench him right off me, you know? Like, no, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I would definitely destroy my old self for sure. And, uh, man, it's like, there's so many things, there's so many benefits I've found to this. Like, I literally feel better. My digestion's better. I sleep better. I'm more energetic. I do drink a ton of coffee, so that definitely helps with the energy. But mm-hmm. um, it's a great tip, too, for intermittent fasting. If you're right. hungry, drink some coffee. You won't mm-hmm. be hungry anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel good, and it's a confidence booster, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really like you got to push. It's probably about the five, six-month mark that people started saying, like, dude, you look good, you know? Like, and nobody would say anything before that, really. Except mm-hmm. for maybe my wife, but she's just trying to make me feel better. Oh. <laughs> and then it was like when people started to notice the results, it's like you see them more. Mm-hmm. Then and then you just feel more confident about it, and it's like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And you keep going, and people just keep saying stuff about it. And so wait till you know that five six month mark, and people start telling you, hey, you look good. That's when you know, like, okay, let's good. keep going. And you just want to push, and it's motivating. Also, if you see somebody who used to be fat and is losing weight, tell them that they look good and it'll motivate them. So Sometimes you just need to hear that, like, you're doing a good job, you know, right? right? Yeah, Everyone, yeah. like no whenever, uh, you do. whenever Matt is on Instagram and he does tongue headstand push-ups, it's <laughs> like, wow, bro, yeah, keep that up, you know? It's I'm crazy. Get, trying to get, like, the, the pinky pull-up here. Yeah, now. he's working on know, it. He's, uh, I could do, yeah, like, two pull-ups. His pinky yeah. toe pull-up. He's just... <laughs> He can swing himself around the bar like a gymnast yeah. with his toes only. He's, yep, mm-hmm. he's crazy. <laughs> um, so with digestion, like, did you feel before, like, your gut was, like, I know they say something I read today was how um, a lot of chronic diseases start in the gut. Um, and then also when you go on, like, specific uh, diets where you cut out things, you know, since your gut has, there's so many factors that kind of control your gut. You know, when you say you got kind of weird when you got off on the keto and a lot of people have that issue, I think too, it just makes, you know, when you deprive yourself of something, right. It, it, your body kind of doesn't like that. Right. Too. And, and that's probably, probably why keto didn't work for me. Isn't because keto doesn't work. Like I think it is pretty medically proven that it does work. My problem was I wasn't strict enough with it. And because I wasn't strict enough with it, I never pushed my body into ketosis. Because yeah. I might almost get there during the week because I'm just the only carbs I'm eating is from maybe some fruit or veggies or whatever. But then come Friday night, you know, my buddies want to hang out and watch a movie or something and have some, you know, brews. It was like, then I would drink some beer and then like talk about carb overload. You know what I mean? Like beer and mm-hmm. it's heavy beer too, like IPAs and stuff. So it's really carb heavy. Mm-hmm. So I would like, never push myself into it which is probably why I didn't feel good and uh yeah so like and I always thought it was whenever I had carbs that was doing it but I think it was because my body was almost there and then I would like shut it right off and that's why Mm -hmm. I actually felt because now I eat carbs all the time never feel bad uh although I am definitely still lactose intolerant because if I have dairy it's not good watch out leave the room (laughs) you see me coming um Mm-hmm. But yeah, and even like just, you know, uh, not to be crass, but like bowel movements are more regular now. Mm-hmm. And if I do find that like the way that I ate 
caused me to be kind of stopped up. I've I'm really into kombucha. I like I love kombucha. Oh yeah. And I'll drink a kombucha and phew, man, it'll clear me out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like Definitely. pro tip. Those yeah. probiotics and yeah. prebiotics. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but overall, I just feel better, and I, I'm never bloated hardly at, at all anymore, unless like I go really hard on some dairy or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what, like, I found, I did this challenge, like, and I didn't stick to it very long, but the the essence of the challenge was, like, cutting out dairy, sugar, and, um, what's the other one? Carbs, maybe? Junk. Like, yeah, just cutting out certain, like, food groups, and, like, and I really did do that for about a week straight, like, I really didn't have anything at all, like, sugar, and, um, and you're supposed to reintroduce something to see what happens, and... The moment I like reintroduced dairy, I died. Ooh. I just, I got so sick and I realized that's what was making me bloat. And like, cause I've always had like stomach issues, like ulcers and I've had like pretty gnarly like acid reflux my whole life. And mm. anytime that I just don't eat the food that causes me that I'm pretty much fine. But it's like learning to kind of resist the, the temptation of the really delicious food for the sake of like you not bloating like I would mm. bloat to the point where I looked like pregnant like it was just bad so right yeah like learning to cut out those things is because I love spicy food and I love milk so um because I I'm like kind of like we joked about the fitness thing but I really am trying to get to a point where I am eating healthy and eating enough because I've more or less had an issue with eating enough food and like I would just I would just skip lunch all the time like in my previous job um, and I just wouldn't eat at all until the nighttime mm. and I was always tired. But now that I have a, you know, an eight to five and I'm eating lunch, mm. I feel different now and I feel a little bit more awake and I'm still trying to hit the gym more. But, yeah, but my wife also <laughs> is like, she has a six pack and eats junk all the time. So she's one of the lucky ones. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The mesomorph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Some people can do that their whole, whole lives and are right. just like lucky. It actually... Maybe there's some some sort of evolution where like people get they like it actually makes them healthier somehow by eating drunk. <laughs> yeah, like, that would it, that's good evolution. Keep it going. Yeah. Hey, I heard someone say that the the reason preservatives are are keep you alive longer is because they preserve you. Yeah. <laughs> that's maybe that's my philosophy. Maybe, maybe it's working. I don't know. But, it's probably uh, not. I'm probably gonna die before yeah, I'm like. I found like. 60. <laughs> you know, uh, I. You know, I try to take, I try to get a good, I, I think it's good to eat at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight that you have. Like, that's pretty good to keep, especially if you're trying to lose weight, cut, um, if, and you don't want to lose muscle mass doing that. So, uh, that's a good way to do that. But I found that it's way better. I feel better if I'm eating it as opposed to like using protein powder or something. Okay. Because the protein powder for me, since I am lactose intolerant it's whey protein so it comes from milk and it like mm-hmm. if i drink a protein shake watch out you know but i, I was getting this uh isopeptide is what it's called it's like mm-hmm. a form of protein that's dairy free okay. um, it's a little pricey so i've been just buying like cheap regular protein powder because i typically eat enough protein just in meat and vegetables and stuff so mm-hmm. but uh that was like i didn't have any problems whenever i was using that mm-hmm. um so that was cool, uh, but I had a point. Now I don't remember it. So, yeah, mm. it was going and, somewhere. And how it. about intermittent fasting? How has that uh, made you feel and and stuff? Because yeah. that's a lot of things that like finally the research has come out. And basically, I think when even in religions, like there's fasting, right? With you know different religions out there. Yeah. And, um, but actually, something about. Sh- your body like shrinks and gets rid of that cellular debris and then uh, comes back healthier. Like you can almost, you know, right. get rid of a lot of stuff by fasting. Yeah, it definitely, I'm a fan of training fasting too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, or training fasted rather. Um, at least with like hit workouts. Not so much weightlifting only because I'm trying to like, I just feel like I have more power if I'm fed whenever I lift. Um but if I'm doing like hit stuff or like, you know, I wrote myself a new workout since I'm not on that other one. And so there's like a couple of days of the week where I'm only doing hit stuff for like, you know, 20 minutes or something. Uh, I like to do that while I'm fasted. It, I feel 
like it, you feel really good. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I found that I really liked with the intermittent fasting is, um, you, you know, I did it from like, I would stop eating at 8 PM and I wouldn't eat till between 12 or two, just depending on what my day was. Mm-hmm. And so you only, and I'm a busy guy all day long. So for me, it was like, it was kind of annoying because I felt like I was cooking or eating for like four hours straight, but, um, you get to eat just like giant meals then. So like you feel satisfied. Cause I think some people, you know, and I'm not knocking this necessarily, but some people do the, like, I'm going to eat six small meals or like, I'm going to, you know, and I feel like you're just always hungry then. And you never really are satiated. You know what I mean? And that can lead to like binge eating and stuff, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. so I've definitely really enjoyed it and it feels good. And, um, you know, coffee's really helped. Water really helped like mm-hmm. drinking a lot of those things help like keep it. Cause some people, like I try to talk to my uh, one friend, tell him to do, do the intermittent fasting. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I have to eat breakfast. Cause if I don't eat breakfast, uh, basically he's like, I'll be a diva. And it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> for me, it's like, I get that hangry feeling, but also mm-hmm. I just think that the benefits outweigh that. And the more that you don't eat, like if you, you know, if you just force yourself to do it for a while, you become used to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you, at first you might've been moody cause you were doing it, but after, you know, a couple of days, a week, something like that, like you're used to it and then you don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've liked it a lot. Yeah. It's interesting too that you said that like the research shows that fasting helps to kind of rid your body of mm-hmm. um, debris and like just stuff that like junk. And that's like, that is like kind of a, an idea behind like, you know, fasting and like religion and, and, and specifically in Christianity, it's a way of kind of revitalizing your mind. And, um, the idea behind it is like you fast to, and it's a religious practice, but like you fast that you can basically be satisfied by God's presence and like by this idea of like his word, like it's called the bread of life, which is ironic, but not the kale of life, uh, the yeah, bread of life, right. but, <laughs> but it's a way it's, um, it's a way to like take your focus off of the material and focus on God and like his word. And like, for me, like whenever we've done it, we, we've done it before. We're like, if we're preparing for like a major decision or if we're preparing for like a new season at the church or at our college ministry, um, it's a way of kind of recentering our focus on, on God and, um, and on the purpose that we have. And so that's interesting in like the idea of the physical fasting, like for health reasons, kind of, it's similar to that spiritual. Right. Well, I you know. think that, you know, I believe that the human existence is three parts. I think we're body, soul, and spirit. And I think that when, you know, if your soul is, you know, lots, so many people struggle with anxiety and depression, these things that low self-esteem, these things that attack your soul, I think it's because we're unhealthy physically. Mm-hmm. And I think that, or vice versa, I think they were unhealthy physically because our soul's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, or, and I think that ultimately soul and body, uh, lack of health in those is attached to our spirits being unhealthy. You know, And mm-hmm. I think that kind of with like uh, the, the biblical paradigm is that when we disconnect ourselves from God, the source of true life and fulfillment, our spirits died. And because our spirits died, our soul became corrupted and our body became corrupted. And then here we are in the position that we're in today you know Mm -hmm. and so I think that uh for me since I've reconnected myself to God the source of life fulfillment my spirit's good Mm -hmm. and then it's about getting my spirit to um take back control over my soul and my body you know and I think that fasting helps with that because it's telling your body no even though your body wants something you're denying your body Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's good to deny yourself soul stuff too. Like I love shows and like watching Netflix and stuff and like I will binge watch any show. If I like a show, I'm going to watch all of it. But sometimes it's good for me to deny my soul that like gratification of watching an entire season of something and like go read or <laughs> go for a walk or go to the gym or go spend time with people, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's definitely health in there Mm -hmm. denying yourself yeah and that's it's true with like um just overall health and like um 
you know, you could be the healthiest person, like physically eat healthy and, you know, work out all the time. But like, if you're not emotionally healthy or spiritually healthy, like it's, it's almost all for naught because your body needs that full health. It needs like an all around, um, like health in your mm -hmm. body. And so like, for me, like I do, I know that the reason that maybe I mentally have issues, um, with like just health sometimes it's because I'm not like consistently sleeping well or not eating well or not working out. And I've seen like whenever I have worked out and stuff, like it boosts my mood and it literally makes me happier and it like makes me want to be around people more, which is weird. Like it actually doesn't make you tired. It energizes you. And whenever I'm doing all those things, I feel like overall I'm, I'm really healthy. But if one mm -hmm. part's lacking, I'm, I'm off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's why I put a lot of importance on myself on like my mental health and my emotional health and social health. Um, I just need to get better at the, the health, health, the body health. <laughs> mm -hmm. and Getting like, there. <laughs> I like how, what, what you were saying, kind of like you can, you can probably be like the healthiest or think you're the healthiest person, eat healthy and, um, work out all the time. But if you're like treating people, you know, not well too, right. and, and maybe like, you know, that's not going to be healthy. You know, you have that, you need that mental health, healthness too. And yeah. feel that like anchor or anger, get the best of you a lot, then can like sink your ship and yeah. kind of bring you down and take that stuff like that takes the, the energy away, no matter how healthy you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, do you, um, have any uh, other advice on how to just improve on um, ways of healing your body and, and mind and spirit? Yeah, I mean, as far as your body, like, just go and actually start working out, you know? Mm -hmm. You know how much money gyms make off the people that have never actually gone to them? Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... You do oh, yeah. know, because you oh, work yeah. for a gym, bro. Like, <laughs> you, you see, like, the same people in there all the time, and, uh, it's, um, some, some people get, get started, but a lot, a lot of times, um, a lot of people fall off, and it's, uh, as a fitness professional, it's hard to, um, get people, um, going and, and realize that, like, if you don't move, like, you, your, your body, um, is, is, like, dying kind of if you sit too long and no matter even if you work out really hard for two hours if you know you're sitting for like eight hours a day even if you're working at a desk maybe like get up and a little bit too yeah, and, I've heard that. and you can do exercises at your desk at your job and um squats by the copy machine yep. i'll mm -hmm. start doing that copy <laughs> um, yeah so i think just actually go and make yourself do it you know and don't don't pay money for something you're not using. And I mean, I did, I used to pay this other gym in town and I probably, you know, for, oh gosh, I mean, for yeah. like three years I had membership there and I didn't go, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like 40 bucks a month. Like that's a lot of money in a year it's wasted. Mm -hmm. So stop wasting your money, go to the gym and, uh, you know, eat a salad, <laughs> you know, whatever, like don't go to McDonald's, um, go to Wendy's. And, uh, yeah. So like, you know, whatever just actually do it and your soul i think that like i was saying earlier you know you need community mm -hmm. um, you need community and personally i do think that um regardless of your faith background lack of faith you know whatever you come from i think i believe that there's a god i believe that he does love you and regardless of your life decisions and what your life looks like. And I think that before your uh, soul and your spirit will ever get healthy, you have to come to grips with that fact. And I, I think that his name's Jesus, and I believe that he loves you. So um, I think that if you find that, you can find rest in there. And that will ultimately trigger the desire for community and trigger the desire to be healthy and stuff, you know. So yeah. that's kind of where I think, you know, for me, it comes from, you know, it's grace. It's not religion. It's not trying. It's not striving. It's just, uh, it's this restful thing. It, 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 I, you know, human heart, 
we all, part of why we want community and we want this stuff is because we all have this inward desire to be loved and accepted. And um, I think that the gospel is a message that we all are loved and accepted. Even for the people that don't believe it. That, and, you know, they're still loved. They're still accepted. You know, so, uh, you know, just let that minister to your soul. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. where it, it's where that comes from, I think. So. Good evening, my friends. This is Matt Arthurs. And... Uh, just had a little technical difficulty with the podcast. I uh, lost about the last 10 or so minutes um, due to a recording error. Um, but I just wanted to finalize um, some thoughts here. So, what we have is um, the ways you can heal and just overcome some things uh, that are important are relationships with others having a community also with your opinions uh, people should just chill and just let people have their opinions Uh, also investing your time in what you love and follow your passion. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Thank you.